Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Sports with Shibs podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shibilski, a.k.a. Shibs, and let's get right into the first topic on the day. For the first topic in today's episode, Zach Wilson is back. The hottest offseason story and marquee player, for that say, is officially medically cleared to play. One of my Shabilsky's picks is finally expected to make his season debut as he is expected to start against the Steelers. This changes everything for me and my picks on this week. Uh, give me the Jets over the Steelers. So that's a little tidbit into what my picks are going to look like for this week. I am now picking the Jets. I'm so excited to see Zach Wilson play. Um, I've been waiting for this since the offseason. Uh, the offseason provided him tons of confidence, tons of new supporting fans. And it'll be cool and interesting to see the second-year player um, and his progression. Uh, last year, he did okay. Not the best, not the worst. And um, I really was excited uh, from the offseason, especially when a rookie gains that much confidence in that short a span and blows up like that. So I'm really excited to see Wilson play against the Steelers. And it should be a good matchup. I think it'll be a really good game. Um, both teams uh, lack a quarterback at, for right now. Uh, the Steelers' defense is a little bit sketchy now. Uh, receivers, uh, they could be better. And it's same for the Jets. Like, their defense is, eh, it's okay. But, and then the receivers are, eh, they're okay. So, uh, overall, I'm really excited to see Zach Wilson back. It's going to be a really fun game. Uh, but I'm taking the Jets. So, a little sneak peek into my picks. And then moving on, we have the NHL preseason has officially started. I always get excited um, because when the NHL preseason starts, that means NBA preseason is starting soon. And then you get NHL, and then you get NBA, like the actual seasons. And then you have postseason baseball. And at the same time, you have midseason football in full swing. Uh, it's just a really good time to be a sports fan. Uh, looking, I guess I could go over some of the NHL games. Uh, I guess I wasn't really prepared to do that, but as of right now for the preseason, uh, so the preseason actually started a while ago, but it started Saturday. I just didn't have time to, uh, mention it in my podcast yet, but it looks like the Leaves won and then the Senators won. And then the Flyers won, Blues won, Penguins, Sabres, Wild Ducks, Oilers, Sharks, Flames, Blue Jackets, Flames, Avalanche, Panthers, Rangers, Devils, Predators, Blues, Kraken, Kings. Uh, so a lot of teams are winning. Again, it's preseason. You can't really judge a lot, but I'm really happy that this is back. So, like, today we have the Capitals beat the Flyers. The Leaves beat the Canadians. The Jackets beat the Sabres. The Blackhawks beat the Red Wings. 
And then we have uh, the Flames winning 2-0 right now with five minutes to go. Sharks beating the Kings with uh, one more intermission, I think, to go, and 16 minutes left in P2. And then we have the Golden Knights winning against the Avalanche for a zip, uh, P2, and 8.30 to go. And then we have uh, tied 1-1, to the Coyotes and Ducks in P2 at 9.40 to go. Um, it's going to be a fun season, I think. I would love to see the Lightning win again to get their third, but um, I'll do a different segment for my NHL picks, uh, like early season picks. I didn't have a chance to do an NFL one, but we'll kick it off strong with an NHL one and then NBA. Um, but really, and I'll do a World Series, like a, a playoffs picks as well for MLB. And then for football as well. But I'm really uh, high on the Avalanche. Watching them play last year um, in playoffs, it was uh, really fun to watch. And plus they uh, do this uh, huge like tradition where they play all the small things by... Uh, Blink-182, and uh, I'm a huge pop-punk fan, so the crowd gets into it, the crowd's singing to it. It's just a good time. A good time and a really, really fun uh, way to start the, uh, well, I guess be in the game, be in that atmosphere. Uh, I saw it on Twitter, uh, a post like that, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. It was uh, really cool to see fans like that just going crazy for a song. It's, uh, it's pretty similar to how, like, Wisconsin treats Jump Around or how New York treats uh, Frank Sinatra's New York, New York. So just traditions like that, that tie into music really makes it special. And, yeah, it's just pretty cool. And then heading on to uh, NBA preseason is starting soon. Uh, it was expected that this would be in the uh, episode. If I'm going to talk NHL, I have to talk, talk a little bit about NBA. And like I mentioned before, I'm going to pick uh, an NBA team. Well, like my matchup, um, I don't really know who I'm going to choose yet. Definitely not the Lakers. Uh, they're just too old, I think. Uh, we've seen old dynasties try and win, and it never it never works. Dating back to the Nets when they had KG, Paul Pierce, yeah, that didn't work. And then you can look at the Lakers when they had Kobe, uh, Steve Nash. That didn't work. And then you can look at, like, oh, was it that Houston team? Where it was, like, Charles Barkley. And I'm going to look that up just because I don't want to be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure it was it was Houston where they had like a stack team and it was just a bunch of old, old players. Uh, yes, it was Houston. Yeah, it was like, it was Charles Barkley. Yep. Clyde Drexler, um, Hakeem, older Hakeem. And then you had like later, like Mario L. Mario Ellie, he was old at the time. 
Yeah, and then, and then they just kept this team. They tried to run it back, like, well, not really run it back, I guess, but they tried to, like, make something happen with all these old guys, and it, it just never pans out. I think the only team that you could say that was old and it worked was the uh, the Spurs, and that's just because Popovich is the GOAT of coaching. Um, yeah, NBA is starting soon. I'm really excited. I love NBA. Uh, it's probably my most knowledgeable sport. And I used to play basketball, so I have ties there. And I just love basketball. Just to watch it. Uh, I prefer college basketball more to watch. But I know a lot of the NBA lore and history, so it, it all pans out even. Uh, my dad texted me today uh he got a preview for uh the college uh men's basketball and some of the ones that he highlighted with me was that unc is ranked number one zaga one of my favorite teams so unc is actually my brother's favorite team and he'll be happy about that uh zaga is one of my favorite teams they're at number two and then Creighton was a shocker, apparently. It was uh, at number – it was in the top five. So I'm not sure where Creighton was is ranked, but they're top five. And that that's kind of a shock. And then um, Duke's probably up there in the top five. I don't have the book on me. I'm reading these texts right now. But I asked about Wisconsin, uh, being a Wisconsin fan, and they weren't even ranked uh, – they're going to be young this year, my dad was saying. Uh, they're going to struggle a little bit. And then one of my other teams that I asked about, Wichita State, uh, they're not ranked right now, but they kept a lot of their players. I think they lost maybe one. I think one player. And they're going to they're gonna look to do some damage in the tournament this year if they can make the big dance. Last year was supposed to be their year that they were going to do that. But they kind of fizzled out at the end. They uh, lost in the AAC, AAC, the Athletic American Conference. They went on a losing streak in the tournament in that uh, division conference. I'm not sure. They, they went on a poor streak, a conference. They went on a poor streak at the end in the uh, tournament. They completely lost all their momentum that they had going for them to the tournament, and then they didn't make it. Well, they ma- they made the sixty-eight, but they lost. But this one, this year, uh, they kept I think everyone but one uh, player, and uh, this might be a year that they could make some trouble. That conference is so tough, though. Uh, it it. I, it's just really tough. They switched conferences a couple years back. And looking at it now, it is such a tough conference. You have Houston, who's always good, especially in tournament. You have SMU, who usually is good in the regular season, kind of doesn't do much in the big dance. You have Memphis, who uh, recently just got a three-year probation. Uh, they are not suspended from tournament play. You have Temple, who, you know, they're they're like a sleeper when it comes to the tournament. 
uh, Tulane. Tulane's another pick where you're like, hmm, do I pick them? UCF, this is a go-to for me. I always pick UCF. UCF and Houston I always pick in the tournament. And then you have Wichita State. Um, again, one of my favorite colleges. You have Cincinnati, which is another big-time sleeper pick in the tournament. Uh, I always pick Cincinnati to go to, like, the Sweet 16, and then they, they win the first game and then lose, and then they mess up my bracket a little bit. Uh, East Carolina, Tulsa, and South Florida at the bottom. But Wichita State was at 6-9 and nine for conference play. Uh, six wins, nine losses. And I, I am pretty sure that they are keeping their entire roster except one. Um, I can look that up. But uh, Wichita State was uh, actually my favorite college, college basketball team because of Ron Baker. Um, Fred Van Vliet went there too, but I loved watching uh, Ron Baker. And in my room, in my house, I have a poster of Wichita State with uh, Ron Baker on the cover of a Sports Illustrated poster. So um, it always, I love uh, the logo too, the Shockers. It's such a cool logo. It really is. I'm going to look at last year's roster real quick, and then uh, I will let you know if they are losing anyone. Because I thought one of them either transferred. But it looks like they're keeping their entire team. It looks like they're going to have a very, very um, uh, well-rounded team. And also with Wichita State, they, they lost their uh, head coach. Uh, with allegations, but I'm rambling about college and it was supposed to be an NBA segment. I'm just realizing, but yeah, NBA season preseason is starting soon. That means the NBA season will be in full swing. I will get back to you on my NHL picks for the year and my NBA picks, uh, early prediction picks, and then I'll do uh, playoff picks as well. But yes, this was the first part, um, kind of lengthened it out quite a bit. Uh, stick around for the play of the day. I forget, forgot to mention that that audio clip is brought to you by uh, the Yankees Twitter page. Uh, it was a, an amazing call. But with that being said, and giving the credit to uh, the right uh, credited source, Let's get right into some basketball now to start the second part of our podcast. So now Nash is downplaying drama with Durant. And here's Nash uh, quoted, Knowing Kevin as long as I have, it didn't really bother me the way maybe everyone would think, Nash said. That's a part of being a competitor, that I wasn't like overly surprised and I wasn't even overly concerned. It was just something that I thought we would address in the time, and we did. And here we are, and we're looking forward. Uh, the Nets open up training camp and finally had Ben Simmons report to the camp. Nash and Durant have had a lengthy relationship, dating all the way back to when Durant was with Golden State, as Nash was a consultant with Golden State. 
Um, I'm sick of it. All right, I'm sick of it. So much drama in the offseason about the Nets. Oh, they're the Nets. They're going to be good, right? Uh, no, no. They'll they'll be top three in the East, maybe top four. They might fall to four. Um, I'm just so done with the drama about the Nets. I They're like the Cowboys of the NBA. Them or the Lakers right now are like the Cowboys of the NBA. Always need to be in the news. And if they're not in the news, then they're not relevant. Uh, it's just like... There's so many good teams in the East that you barely hear anything of, like the Heat. I haven't heard about the Heat once this offseason until Jimmy Butler changed his hairstyle. That was the first uh, like major breakthrough news about the Heat was Jimmy Butler has a new hairstyle. Um, like you're thinking of like, – I'm thinking of like 76ers, right? They look great, okay? They finally get to have James Harden for a full year. A full year, get that chemistry up. Uh, the Bucks obviously added a lot of veteran depth, uh, and they still kept their main core. Chris Middleton isn't going to be hurt. It's just teams like that that are going to surprise you, and it, it's kind of frustrating just hearing about one team all the time. Uh, I don't know how the media just does it day after day talking about the Nets. Like when, when pools went on his amazing run uh, on his journey to 700, uh, quite frankly, I was getting sick of listening, listening to it constantly every day. Like, like no disrespect to Pujols at all, but like it was three weeks straight of podcast of play of the day of Pujols hitting the home run, getting closer. Same thing with judge. It seems like every other day it was either judge or pools home run. And it was starting to get irritating to me. Um, so I don't understand how big media corps can just constantly talk about the Cowboys, constantly talk about the Nets, constantly talk about the Lakers. Like, it just gets boring to me. And, and again, no disrespect to Judge and Pools. What they have done this year has been incredible, amazing, and I'm so happy to be a part of it. It's just, it gets it gets boring, right? Boring's one of the best words to describe it. It's just meh. Like, that's how you describe, like, talking about the same thing over and over. And that's why I try to find different subjects so that I'm not constantly talking about, oh, this day is dedicated to football. This day is dedicated to hockey. This day is dedicated to the MLB. I try to mix it up, and I think I do a pretty good job of it. Otherwise, I would have stopped. <laughs> I mean, that's in all, in all truth and all honesty. But I just, I'm just done with it. Like, Nash comes out and says that there's water under the bridge. Okay. I want to see what you guys can do. Like, same thing with the with the Celtics. Going back, uh, I'm sorry, but going back, the Celtics were barely in the media until the stuff about their head coach came out. Like, it's just stuff like that. And even that, that's not about the team. It's about the coach, right? But this is this is team driven drama, where Durant didn't want to play for Nash anymore, and that he wanted he wanted to go to the Golden State Warriors again. And it's it's just, and then his top destination was the Heat. That was probably another topic that the Heat were a part of. But was it going to happen? No. And then there was rumors that Durant wanted to go to Philly. 
Why would you go to Philly when you wanted Harden out of the of Brooklyn? And then there was talks, oh, Kyrie's going to join the Lakers, and there's your Lakers story for the next three weeks. Is Kyrie going to join the Lakers? Is Kyrie going to get cut? Is Kyrie going to not sign his player option? Is he going to sign his player option? Is Kyrie going to get traded? How, what are the Lakers going to be willing to give up? Chill out, okay? When I was listening to my podcast during work in the summer, and I listened to the Dan Patrick Show and Maggie and Perloff uh, every day, uh, Monday through Friday, every day they talked about Kevin Durant issues and drama. Not so much Dan Patrick, but Maggie and Perloff really uh, went into it and talked about each different breaking, groundbreaking news about Durant. And the entire time I was thinking, uh, you know, this isn't this is just what Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving do, right? They want to be in the news. So I I kind of made the I painted the picture that it was just a bunch of fluff, and there there wasn't going to be a trade of anything. I uh, I I firmly thought that Durant and Irving were going to stay in Brooklyn, which they are. And then another thing was, well. Hmm. Well, Nash should get fired, right? That was the next thing. It's just, no, Nash should not get fired. He does have questionable coaching, okay? Um, I will say that. But, I mean, Nash has built this offense to how he used to play. Where it was spread, uh, run and gun, and just go and score pretty much. Go out there, give it to your best player, and go and score. Uh, that's what the Rockets did with Harden when they had Harden and uh, Dwight Howard. And that's what the Bucks kind of do with Giannis. They kind of run that through him. And it's no different than LeBron. I mean, the ball runs through LeBron. There's, there's like two teams that I can confidently say, and I don't watch all the teams, right? But there's two teams I know for sure that don't do it. And maybe three. Maybe three. The Warriors is number one, first off. The Warriors, there's like five guys that could score 20. Maybe six guys that could score 20. And actually, probably seven. There's seven guys on that roster that probably could score 20 on a night. And it, it, like, that's just like, that just shows like one guy doesn't need to carry that team. Number two is the Spurs. I don't think that team has five guys that can go and score 20, but you're guaranteed a different uh, scoring leader every night. Guaranteed. Just because of how well they, sh- how well Popovich uh, makes his guys share the ball. And number three is shockingly probably the Bulls. Um, the Bulls this past year, before Lonzo got hurt, and it sounds like Lonzo can't even jump and run yet, and uh, prayers up to Lonzo because, man, the Bulls were fun to watch this year. They were fun to watch. And it wasn't just the Lonzo show, right? You, you, could, you could, like, debate on Caruso or Lonzo or, um, oh, man, there's another one. I'm blanking on the name. I'm blanking on the name. Blanking on the name. Hold on. I got to figure it out. Oh, what's his name? 
Demar. Ah, MVP talks. Duh. Demar DeRozan could go out there and score. Zach Levine could go out there and score. Vucevic, Kobe White, like they could go out there and they could get you twenty probably, and it, it wouldn't have to be like, like Lonzo has to go out there and score twenty a night, right? It could be Lonzo, you could score twenty this night, and then Levine could go off and score twenty. Demar could go off and score twenty five. It it's just so well balanced last year, and Lonzo was a big part of it. So I really hope that Lonzo uh, is doing well. Uh, prayers up to you, Lonzo. But yeah, I'm just sick of the Nets being in the news. Um, I'm not like other media experts. Uh, I'm sick of it. Uh, it's just tiring. Uh, it, it's like the same story comes out every time, and it's like there's really no new information here that's going to like make me change my opinion. This doesn't make me change my opinion on the Nets. Oh, cool. Nash and Durant are now suddenly... In quotation marks, cool. Like water under the bridge. I don't know. I just, uh, I want to see them uh, this season really bad. I want to see what they can do. That's pretty much where I'm at uh, with the Nets. Uh, a little bit of late news here, but the Team USA wins the President's Cup against the international team after Xander Schauffele wins his match to clinch the win. Uh, I'm not like I I know I'm from the U.S. and I'm not like oh USA needs to win all oh, internationally needs to win. They have really good golfers on both sides. Um, really, it's just fun to watch. So I was happy that there was good golf to watch. Uh, Ryder Cup is coming up soon. I'm pretty sure that'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I'm really I'm really happy that there was just good golf to watch. Um, That'll conclude part two of the podcast. Uh, stick around for stat of the day. And then we have a new segment coming up after stat of the day. I hope you guys will like it. Uh, a buddy of mine, uh, shout out to Merkel, uh, said that I should do it. So I'm going to test it out for uh, this episode and a Friday episode as well. It'll probably be a continuing segment every Wednesday and Friday. So yeah, stick around for Stat of the Day and the new segment. And now, introducing the Stat of the Day. For today's Stat of the Day, Romeo Dobbs had the most catches by a Packers rookie receiver in over 42 years. Um... Wow, is all I can say. Uh, this report comes from Wes Hodkowitz on Twitter. Uh, thank you, Wes, for providing me a stat of the day. I actually got to meet Wes once. Uh, really good dude. Um, you know, he kind of introduced me into the sports uh, journalism analytics field. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, I sat down with him uh, for a couple hours. We talked about a lot of things, and uh, I'll probably mention this uh, again in a different episode when I can lengthen it, but overall, uh, Wes is a really, really awesome dude, um, so shout out to Wes, Hod quits on this report. Thanks, buddy. And now here we go, uh, a new segment here, uh, Shabilsky's Pick'em, right? 
So this is all bets off of prize picks. Um, I don't encourage you to bet on my picks. These are what I would do if I was betting. I do not bet. That's a disclaimer. I do not bet on games. But um, these are some of the picks I would choose if I was going to bet. All right. I'm a broke college kid. I do not have money to bet, so I do not bet. Um, again, you can either take it, take my word, or don't. These are just the picks I would do for Thursday's game if I was betting. All right. I can't stress that enough that this is what I would do. So this is all opinionated. Okay. I would take the over on Jamar Chase for receptions. I would take the over on Mixon for receptions. I would take the over on Tyler Boyd for fantasy points. I would take the under for Jamar Chase for yards. And finally, for the fifth pick, if you're going to do five, because you can do up to five, I would take the over on Joe Mixon in receiving yards. Again, I cannot stress this enough. These are what I would do. All right. These are opinions. Okay. I do not want to be the reason for someone losing money. I do not want to be the reason for someone earning a lot of money. All right. I'm just going to display my picks. Uh, disclaimer, these are not 100% going to hit, okay? That's what I'm going to say. They're not guaranteed to hit. But uh, I thought it was kind of fun that uh, my buddy wanted me to do this because he does bet a little bit on games. Uh, so shout out to Merkel for coming up with this segment. Uh, this will be run Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, the Friday one will be Sunday picks. And I won't do I might do maybe like a Sunday mix Monday one, but this is for Thursday. This is for tomorrow's game. All right, and now for the final rundown. Uh, first off, this is a longer episode, and I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, I always strive to get that 30-minute mark. Um, some days it's tough. Some days I get like 25, but this is a true over 30 minute episode gonna be the first one I do that's over 30 minutes so let's get to the final rundown and let's do it a little bit about like I don't know uh, pardon the interruption style Cardinals win fifth NL Central title in the last 10 years all right Yankees clinch AL East for the 20th time in franchise history NHL salary cap could move and increase by 10 million by the year 2024 I believe. And then in the NHL, the Panthers extend Knight to a three-year extension worth up to $4.5 million. And then finally, on this day in sports history in 1930, Lou Gehrig's airless streak ends at 885 consecutive games. Whew, quite a rundown there. Uh, not used to going that fast. <laughs> Let's take a little look at the recap of the day. We talked about Zach Wilson being back. We talked NHL preseason. NBA preseason. Uh, I went on a ramble about the college basketball. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even expect that. It wasn't even written in the script. Uh, I just kind of started rambling. Uh, I tend to do that. Nash uh, downplaying the Durant situation. We have an update on Ben Simmons after yesterday's question. Um, he is back. Uh, I'm kind of shocked at that. Uh, we talked a little bit about golf and Xander Schauffele winning it for the USA for the President's Cup. Uh, we had one play of the day, one stat of the day. We had a new segment, Shabilsky's Pick'em, 
And then we had our final rundown. Um, I didn't really think I was going to be able to get this much content in uh, a Wednesday episode. Wednesday is probably my toughest day to record. It is uh, historically slow for sports for me. Um, just not a lot of stories. Uh, tomorrow we have uh, Throwback Thursday coming up. Uh, and we're inching closer to my fourth week. Uh, officially a month. Um, into the podcast. That's uh, crazy to think. It's crazy to think I've been in college for a month now. But yeah, tomorrow's episode is going to be really cool. I've got two um, amazing segments lined up for the uh, Throwback Thursday. Um, you guys are going to like it. It's uh, It was kind of fun picking those two. I'm not going to spoil anything for you guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you've made it this far, you just had quite a day of content. So thank you for listening to the Sports with Ships podcast. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Dylan Shibs Shabilski, signing off for the day. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to join me again tomorrow. Tomorrow is Throwback Thursday, people. That's probably my favorite day to record, that and Friday. I love Friday episodes, too. And not because it's the end of the week, just because there's a lot of content. Uh, join me again tomorrow for more sports, different topics, Throwback Thursday, and even reoccurring topics. Uh, Dylan Shabilsky, a.k.a. Shibs, out. Thank you.